Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take the well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. Hey, Mac, how's it going today? So It's good. How are you? I am fabulous as always. Really fabulous. Um, so guess what we're doing today? What are we doing? You know how in the past we've had all these fantastic authors and we've yeah. heard their stories, right? Well, yeah. I was thinking there are a lot of people who want to know what the process was of actually publishing their book. So Ooh. guess what I did? What did you do? I brought on a publisher. And actually, she is one of the most amazing people I've ever met. A ride or die, wonderful mom. I'm I'm going to let her introduce herself, but this is my good friend, Julie Loken. <gasps> is it the Julie Loken? It is. It really is. <gasps> ah! I'm so, I'm so, oh my goodness. I am such <laughs> a fan dream. of yours. This is my dream come true. This is my dream come true. Oh my gosh. Well, I've been I mean, harassing somebody's dreams came true. Oh my god. <laughs> I've literally been harassing Julie for weeks. Julie, I want you on the show. And she's like, I'm so boring. You are not. You're the least boring person that I know. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> not well, even by a long shot. We got no. we got Mac and Marcella in the house, and I know this is gonna be a fun time and a great conversation. And what I do adore about the both of you this dynamic duo is that you are really raising awareness for authors and you're raising their visibility that is so hard to ascertain as an author like that people write books and then, then they're like what now what do i do and you are giving them that platform oh my god well, stop enough about us enough about us. <laughs> enough about us let's talk about you because here's the one thing before you I want to give a little bit of an insight into the things that I learned about Miss Jules. And and if you if you hear us say Jules, it's just because we've known her for a little while. That's what we call her. Um but she has written, co-written, excuse me, the book Bookcasters, an author's guide to writing a best-selling book, which was very cool. She is also owner and founder of Media Casters Publishing, the co-host of the podcast, The Media Casters, and Obsessed, a career and life coach, senior counselor with Au Pair in America, founder of the Real Me campaign, and even an attorney. You did your work, man. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, he's stealing your thunder. He does that a lot. Let's let no, Julie no, no, tell no, no. us about I'm, herself. I'm just... I'm just I am. I'm setting it up for her. You did. So you now that we got all that guy. information, <laughs> <laughs> tell us something about you. Tell us about yourself. Well, first and foremost, I'm a mom to four boys who, and okay, so you guys are both parents. What I know, especially as your kids age, they totally don't listen to you, but they're watching everything I do. So hopefully I'm doing all of this crazy creative stuff just to so they'll remember their mom and you know as you guys are podcasters I feel like my podcast 
my podcasts are a legacy for them. You know, that one day when mom is gone, they'll be like, I miss my mom so much. They can remember what a podcast is and go on and listen to all the nonsense I talk about 24 seven. And so we're going way back when I was a little girl, you know, I always felt like I didn't fit in. I always felt like there was something different about me. I knew I loved to write. I knew I loved to speak, but I just never fit in. And it wasn't probably until I turned 40 that I really started taking the reins of my own life and, you know, really saying I can do whatever the heck I want to do. We didn't know what the word creatives were or content creator was back in the day. If I said that when I was a little kid, my parents would have said, yeah, no, just be a teacher or nurse or lawyer or doctor. But or just I sit really look pretty. Or sit like for, that was hard for me to do back then too. To sit, yeah, that was hard for me. Yeah, sit. Yeah. First of all, it was hard. Look pretty. That was you know subjective, but oh you know honestly, that's really what I found myself to be this long and winding road of going to school to get a journalism degree, becoming a lawyer, having all these kids, working with an international exchange program. It's just long and winding. But right now, where I'm at is where I know I'm meant to be. I love writing and I love to encourage people who want to write a book, who have that spark, but they don't think they can. And I'm going to tell you right now, anyone here, Marcella, Mac, you want to write a book? It is like, you can do it in a snap of a finger. It depends on what you want to do with this book thereafter. So I have to tell you, Mac, part of the reason I've been dying for Julie to be on here is because she's not just a good friend. She is an amazing coach. Uh, mm -hmm. Since the day that I've met her, she has encouraged me and pushed me. And I shied away because I'm not used to other women straightening my crown. And, and not letting that. them know. And not and, letting and that. Not letting them, exactly. But she has. And I see everything. You know, Mac, I noticed lots of things. Well, I, I noticed how supportive she was. And I was so afraid of her because I've never met anyone so wonderful is the word. Wonderful is one word, but enthusiastic and supportive. And uh, she has, she had, you pushed, and I just have to know, when did you decide to become a publisher? That's, that's like the, one of the most important questions Yeah, it's me. crazy. It's crazy and random. But so when I started coaching, I coach a lot of authors. I coach a lot of creatives, entrepreneurs that want to take their dream to the next level. And I had one particular author who was amazing. And actually she has been published on many different levels, traditional publishing and part of our indie publishing house. And I, I was like, if she's going to write a book, I'm going to write a book. So I just went through the process of actually writing a book and learning how to publish a book. And then this particular author, her name is Nikki Pascarella. She said, Julie, why don't we start a publishing company? I really think this would be a great ex extension of your brand of empowerment and educating human beings. And I said, sure, why not? I love writing. So I just figured it out on my own. And then we started curating different authors who had a similar, similar brand and similar idea for their books. And then I just started helping them and the rest is history. So exciting story there, right? Marcella? It is exciting. Uh, and I have to tell you, it's funny because I have a copy of Nikki's book, but I don't have a copy of your book. Oh, well, Do I'm going to tell us about it. Well, I have three books. This is my latest book, Bookcasters. And really, it takes you from A to Z, from creatively thinking about how to write your book, whether you're doing fiction or nonfiction, to how to publish. Am I going to do a hybrid publishing? Am I going to do it independently or on KDP, which is 
what Amazon uses. It's an amazing tool. It has democratized being an author. KDP has democratized being an author for everybody. So you're going to see a lot of books that have not been edited that are just thrown out there into the world. And you're like, oh, God, what is this? But and then we teach you how to actually get readers and how to become number one. There's a lot of tricks and tips. You guys can ask me questions because I could go down a rabbit hole about how to be a successful author. But if you do have that spark within you, if you've always thought about writing a book, I want you to just do it. The number one rule is to make sure you have an editor. That's the only really the only rule, because if you don't have an editor, then it's not worth publishing. So let's let's uh, talk about that for a minute. How important is the editor to the process of publishing? I mean, you can't go without an editor. And if you are to make an investment in anything in your book, you need that editor. You need someone else to look at it because we look at our books. And I know Marcella's writing book or a few books. Mac, are you writing a book as well? Oh, I actually get to speak today? Oh, that's awesome. Barely. No, oh, my God. We're ta- it's the girl takeover. Wow. Girl I know. Takeover. I know. Are it's you funny. Shane you knew it, though. You knew it. Matt I knew it was going to happen. I knew Come it was going to happen. I'm fine. glad. You... I'm glad because I'm glad because Marcel is actually getting out of her shell. And she's talking more. And that's what we've been trying to push for many many episodes uh, or maybe you're or maybe you're like you know taking a step back a little bit but it is hard to navigate like two people two co-hosts it is and And getting that rhythm but you guys are like bro and sis so i love that yeah yeah it's definitely something that's very fun and no i to answer your question i i'm not writing per se a book um i'm merely just write short uh stories uh short um you would call it like uh lore and fantasy realms or background stories to characters to give them uh, a personality and stuff like that so it's something that i would love to work with you know authors on or with uh companies that are working on stories for animation stuff like that just to help to build something out but other than that no it's just mostly just lore and stuff like that and that's so interesting. I mean, I know Marcel's working on a couple of novels, but the talents that you guys have as prospective authors, as podcasters, this this is something you could you could do ghostwriting for. You could do if you are skilled, you can do editing. You can have certain accounts on Reezy or you know, Thumbtack, and you can really use your skills to make money while you're writing or doing what you love. This creative part of us because I know Marcella's creative, Maccabee's creative. Why not make some money at it while you're doing what you love? And that's what I love to impart on my authors. No, yeah, I, I really appreciate that because that's one of the things that going down that rabbit hole, if I was actually to want to do this, what would be a way that as a publisher, you would suggest that I go about doing that to become a successful published author? First thing I want to tell you guys is that you're not going to be, and I know you might like, um, look at Marcel, um, you know, you're not going to become rich from writing your book. And that's the thing, you know, you write a book and you're putting your light, and this is really more like a workbook, so I don't want to pretend that it's anything more than that, but it is comprehensive and I'll send a copy to both of you guys. But what you're not going to become rich and famous just by writing a book and publishing it. 
it is a part of your brand and understanding what your brand is. What is Maccabee's brand? What is Marcella's brand? And how can you, as professionals who are creatives and have something to say, actually do something more with this? Um, you know, you write the book, you publish it, you have the routes of like a traditional publishing house, the big five, you can be on New York Times bestseller, but a lot of people do like to have control and do self-publishing, meaning you can use something like KDP, which is the publishing arm of Amazon. So it's very simple. Of course, you need help on layouts and that sort of thing. But once you do that, once you have that book up, whether it's a workbook or a novel, fiction or nonfiction, you become an expert and that leverages you in so many different ways. You can get on podcasts, you can start speaking, you can get that media and it's about growing and expanding your brand. So that's how I see publishing as really something that brings so many deep riches, maybe not monetary riches, but you know, you become an expert on your own terms. I'm glad that you were you were talking about the publishing world a little bit with that, because like you said, you can be a self-publisher. You can go to one of the big publishing companies, independent stuff like that. But it was something in the workbook I thought was interesting was that you broke it down to what the different types of publishing styles are. And I was hoping that you could briefly explain what they are and maybe give us some examples of those types of publishings. Okay. So we are talking traditional publishing, which is, you know, like Random House, the big names that you know. And that is like publishing or finding your gold in a haystack, like finding a needle in a needle stack. You will have to write queries. You'll have to have a polished manuscript. You'll have to send that out. And for example, one of my authors, she sent out hundreds of queries, which are the letters to kind of get the attention of publishers. And 199 rejections, but there was one acceptance. So doing it traditionally, you give your manuscript over, they own it, they have the rights to it, but they edit it, they do all the artwork for it. And, you know, eventually you'll hopefully gain the rights back, but you essentially give off all your rights. Self-publishing, you own all control, you upload it to KDP, you can market it for yourself. Hybrid publishing is an is an option, meaning, you know, you can connect with a publishing company and they will do the editing. You pay them to do the editing. You pay them for a lot of the process, but then they give you back the rights and you can do everything yourself. Vanity Press, just stay away from it. They just take money, 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 money for just extraordinarily amounts of money. And then you don't own stuff or you own stuff. You have to pay for the books. So you have like 5,000 books at your house and you're like, what am I doing with all these books? But I think be very careful because there are a lot of people out there that recognize that authors, especially very enthusiastic authors that pour their heart and soul don't know what they're doing and they take a lot of money from them. And, you know, ask Mac or Marcella or me, you know, to take a look at it because it breaks my heart when I see these people, oh, I paid $10,000 to have someone do a book editing. They promised that I would be number one on Amazon. There's an easy peasy way to be number one on Amazon. It's all formulaic. It's all algorithmic. You just have to be careful and make sure you surround yourself with the right people. 
Julie, where does this passion for helping people come from? Because, you know, as boring as you think you are, I am intrigued by everything you say. You start speaking and here, and look, she's blushing. <laughs> and seriously, though, it's it's this passion that intrigues me about you. It's like, I, I'm not going to say I want to be Julie Logan, but I sit there and I go, you know, she, you make me want to be better and want to help people too. Well, I'll say it. I want to be Julie Logan. You don't have the hair. Yeah, I need to dye your hair. Come down to the hair with you. Why? (laughs) You know what? Well, Julie Loken ask, which I'm not sure. And thank you guys. That's so kind. And I'm humbled by this. And no one really wants to be me. It's understanding who you are, really. And the the qualities that you guys have. You both are amazing humans. And it only takes one person to believe in you and your voice and your mission, but it's the right person making sure that it's not someone that's going to take advantage of you. I think I've had a blessed life. You know, I talk to people and I coach people and I can't believe their stories. And it is about giving back, but it's also about knowing your worth. And I'm, I'm fine. Like I know that I can feed my kids, whatever extra after feeding my kids and, you know, having the heat on the house and, you know, playing with my dogs and being able, the basic stuff, it doesn't matter. It's about life. We only have a limited amount of time on this earth, a limited amount of minutes. And what do you want to be remembered for? I don't want to be remembered for as greedy or taking advantage of people or searching for money. And or chasing shiny objects. It's about these relationships that we're making right here. All right. Can I switch gears for a little bit? I have a question, obviously. So um another one. Another this one. Is hard. I'm sweating. It's not. You're not. You're you're an expert. You're a pro at this. You know this. Um, so you know Luna. Uh, we've we've actually you've met Luna. Luna's writing a book. And it's, it's a little challenging because of uh, so many factors and she's, she's a child. What are your recommendations? How can I encourage her more? How can I, uh, she won't show it to me and I, I respect the privacy at the same time. I want to help her. What, what do you suggest I could do as a mom and as a publisher? How can I help her and still respect her privacy uh, and get her to get her to let me read it? I think she needs just those little affirmations, not from mom. Again, we're, we're the worst enemies. We're the best friends, but the worst enemies it's at the bearing points of our children's development. And I want to talk to Luna. This is what I want to do. I want to talk to her. I, if she'll send me a chapter, I'll read it. And I will tell her honestly. And again, it takes one person to believe in you. And at that age, when you're tweens, preteen, teenagers, you don't even believe in yourself. <clears throat> so why, and why would you, you know, we think our parents are just throwing us, you know, oh, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. But when we hear it from an objective outsider, and I would love to read a chapter of her book and you can, she can even email it to me. You don't even have to see it, Martella. And having that boost of confidence, it's all about boost of confidence and believing in yourself. And if she has this talent, I'll, I would tell her, honestly, I would tell her honestly that, oh, this is great, but let's work on this or this is perfection. What a great idea. But it is about having somebody besides your parents who will give 
an objective viewpoint and then encouraging her from there and even acting Marcel like, I don't care. I just have this, you know, you can pretend like I'm really fancy dancy. Oh, I have this publisher. She's really interested in publishing a book by a young author. And I would love if you sent her, you know, a chapter and just see where it goes from there. I'm definitely going to speak to her later on because she did say she was going to be doing some writing today. I'm going to meet her. She knows it. We, we have to do that. And I'll have, have my dog with me. But Violet. mom doesn't have to be in the room. Mom does not have to be in the room. We'll mom see. can go we'll in the other room. I mean, I can, I can she's go. She's a minor. She's a minor, so I can I tell can you everything. I can sit off to the side. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, but mm-hmm. she, she's comfortable with you. She was. We we did have a talk one time, and she was. she's very intrigued by the people that intrigue me to a certain degree. Luna loves empowering. I don't know if that's the right word. She loves women who empower women. She wants to be one of those women when she grows up. And I have my own role models and coaches, whatever you want to call them, mentors. And I talk about you guys all the time. So, Luna, you know, Julie's like right there at the top of the list. So how can, you know, what? I'm going to let Mac ask a question because mine just kind of just flitted out of my head. <laughs> it flew out of your head and right into Mac's head. Oh, that, yeah. Well, I am above her on the screen, too. So that's probably the reason why. No, I, yeah, with... With Marcella and Luna, I think it's a wonderful thing that because I do the same thing with my son when it comes to his artwork and his music that he does and stuff like that. Like right now, technically, he is training himself to be a game designer. Um, He's learning the programming and all that other stuff. So he's very creative in another way. And that was something that you said in the in the workbook, because you actually call it a workbook instead of a book, uh, is that creativity comes in so many different ways and we've been doing it for so long. So my question would be to you is that when it comes to the creativity and uh, in, in terms of books, where should young people start? Should they be looking at a lot of the older literature or should they look at modern or where do you think they need to start just to get an idea of that inspiration to go and say, hey, I want to be an author. I love that. That's a great question. And it's one I don't think I have a definitive answer to, but you know, what child will sit and read the great classics these days and get off of TikTok, right? So it's being inspired, but I think there needs to be a renaissance, if you will, of these books, these excellently executed books that perhaps our kids are not are not exposed to anymore. But do they have the capacity? Do you know, I heard somebody speak about Audible. And Audible is the way that kids now in college are listening to books. Maybe it's even exposing them on Audible books to things that would excite them. Do you remember the book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe when we were kids? So just so you know, she literally just read that. Are you kidding? She just read that book. And I have the entire collection. And you're right. I I do. You know why? Because I love to read. I've got Mm -hmm. lots of things here. Book nerd in the house. (laughs) Or bookworm. Sorry. What do they call it? Bibliophile. You were right the first time. You were the first time. There's the word, though. Bibliophile. Yes? Bibliophile. Yeah. Because here's the thing. She's already creating her own library. You know. I want the Library of Alexandria. I want to do that. I mean, that's like really impressive that she actually read the book, like she paper, did. the line. The yes, Wardrobe. yes. She read it in wow. class and her teachers told me she really loved it. She understood it. 
Um, she has not expressed any interest in reading any of the others, but I've been encouraging it. She did read a series of unfortunate events, and they're not a classic book, but that's up there with in children's literature. I think those are personally, I feel like that's a must in any kid's um, library because it doesn't just have a happy ending. They never have happy endings. And she's gaining so much from reading them. Uh, but she did tell me, I don't enjoy reading anymore. And I said, well, now it's time for me to break out all of the old stuff. So things like A Little Princess, The Secret Garden. What's another one? Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's that, Web. Yeah, is that no, too, that's... like, old? No, no. My, I loved my Judy concern... Bloom too, when I was a little girl. You know, I never read a Judy Bloom book, ever. Probably too foo-foo for you, actually. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. That one's I, I never I That's know a good one. I remember that my sister read mm -hmm. them. I didn't read them. Um, but I, I think that that might be something I should do. Just grab something like that for her. She is a lot like me in, in the genres that she prefers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I'm like, I'm just wondering what her book might be about because of our similarities and because of her, also her individual. Hopefully it's not like a mommy dearest and she's sending. <laughs> you know, what I thought was funny is that, you're, you're seeing a lot of books, yeah, like that. Uh, there, there are a lot of books like, uh, what is it, Big Nick? I think is one of them. Uh, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Big Nate, you mean? Big Nate. Big Nate. Nate. Big Nate. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Um, That's boys' book. Yeah, but it is something that there are a lot of kids that are actually reading mm -hmm. those a lot more. It's like half cartoonish too, right? Right. Exactly. Is it a, a manga? No, it's an actual. Uh, book but it's it's got it's captain it's underpants captain underpants yeah mm -hmm. uh they're they're books that more are written just like a diary but they still have some illustration in them um how about choose your own adventure do you guys remember those books those, those are my, were my favorite yeah oh yes but here's the other thing that i really think for me personally is role-playing games because this is where the nerd's going to come out and me and give me. I know Marcella's give me that. You know, look. About our furrowed brows were like. I know, but hear me out. Hear me out. But because here's the thing with role playing games is that when you're sitting down at a tabletop with a lot of people, your friends, and you're creating this adventure on the fly, especially when you're the game, uh, the game master like I was, you had to create worlds. You had Wait, to create the game master. Who knew? Well, Martella? did you know your co-host was a game master? She, no, she's no, my he's not really. No, uh -huh. anyways, he also be called dungeon master, but. Oh, uh, D and D. You're a D and D yes, boy. Oh yes. Uh, I have my minis right above me, but what I, what I learned from that is that it actually helps to inspire my thought process on thinking on the fly. It helped me to do a lot of things when it came to world building. But my, my question, and this will be my final one when it comes to, is that when we are actually creating these stories and from a publisher's point of view, do you think that would be a good way for people to learn to be creative and being inspired is by sitting down and creating these worlds in a way i love that and i think creativity looks so different for each and every one of us it can be picking up a guitar it can be playing dungeons and dragons it can be grabbing a paintbrush it's what's coming out of us and i know as a creative 
sometimes I just feel that I need to express something. And I don't know, it comes out in words for me, but and it usually just flows out. And that's when you know that you're at the pinnacle, you're at the p- pinnacle of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're at self-actualization. And I'm curious to know, like losing track of space and time where you are just in that zone. And this week, my uncle passed away and they asked me to write the obituary eulogy. And so I did it. It literally took me 10 minutes and I sent it to my family and they were all in tears. It just comes out of you. And when it's capped, that's like where the craziness goes on internally. So if it is Dungeons and Dragons, if it's just reading, you know, Lemony Snicket, or if it is singing anything, you have to let it out because then you're just half a person here on this, on this earth. So yes, absolutely. But take notes while you're doing this, start a story. You can do anything you want. If anything I impart, you can write a book, not with the expectation of becoming rich or a bestseller. You can do that, but there's a lot of different ways. Just get it out and do it. It's so possible now, especially with, you know, KDP and Amazon. Anyone can be an author. That's the secret. Anyone. I always thought uh, from the beginning that Mac would just take um, excerpts from our podcast and write a book on those. Instantly, Mac, I just wanted you to know. You should. There is a podcast that became a manga or, or a graphic novel. They're called The Adventure Zone. I have a copy That's my, true. on my shelf. So yes, yeah, so when you were saying that, I said, but it's been done. You're right. They played D&D and they wrote a book on, on their that, games. And that's one of the reasons why I was saying that was because there there have been so many people. There, there's actually a place online and I wish I could remember what it was called, uh, but it's where a lot of people that do play like Dungeons and Dragons and other uh tabletop games actually take their their stories that they've created or their lore or whatever the case may be and they actually put it in this community and they sell it on there and i'll have to i'll put it in a description of where this is at too so people can you know look and see for example of that but for me i just like when you said you know this is not a book it's a workbook now for me it was like well literature comes in a variety of different ways you know look at comics look at manga look at these textbooks these uh game guides and and all these little things that to me i think that's one of the newer ways that we are creating new stories within the publishing world because we've seen many people do this and be successful not only within the community itself, and you're right, it's not all about the money, um, but there have been people that actually have done that. Look at the, look at the voice actors of Critical Role. You know, when they were starting their uh, their show uh, or playing their game, they didn't think about, oh, it's going to be on, you know, online now, so people can watch this. Oh, now we're going to create all these all this merchandise and all these stories, and we're going to build this community, and then write books and create an animated series and you know they had so many so much help with the support of the community but for me i always thought that was a wonderful way of putting it as this is the new way i think it's it's becoming 
another part, another niche of the publishing world that's starting to grow a lot more within the past couple of years. And I haven't, I didn't know if you had seen that within your perspective of being a publisher or not. Um, but I wanted to get your, your, your actual thoughts on that. If you'd had. I have no thoughts on that because I think you're much, everything that you were mentioning, I've never heard of, but that excites me that people are doing things outside the box, you know, quite honestly. And that's where the encouragement comes in. Like you can do anything you want. And I would even encourage Mac and Marcella to start a community of authors, just like we've created a community of creatives. Why not? Ask yourself, why not? What's holding you back? And I'm sorry if I don't exactly understand the genre that you were talking about, but that's so cool. And there's a there's a lot of things I don't know, by the way. I know that you don't believe that, but there's a lot I don't know. But I love that. I absolutely, that inspires me, you know, and getting off. And this is after I get off with you guys, it makes me want to write a blog or write, you know, write something about this experience because I'm feeling it within me. And even if you're a writer, start with a blog and then eventually you can throw all your blogs together and make a book. You know, it's easy peasy. I know it sounds like a lot. Writing a book sounds like a lot, but it doesn't have to be. Just get an editor. That's it. Well, you make it only sound advice. A lot. You make it sound a lot easier than I thought. It is. And I'd love to read a chapter of Marcella's book and Luna's. I hope, you know, I'd, anybody, you know, and that's part of my mission here on earth is to give of myself, not to be taken advantage of, but absolutely, if you do have something that you want to that you know you have a voice, you know, everyone has a voice, but you know you have a voice that needs to be heard. Get that objective outside opinion. Don't ask so many different people that, you know, you go crazy. Just rely on that intuitive voice that you have as well. If you know this is it, don't let anyone waver what your potential could be. And it will be. So Julie, you've written three books. What's next for you? Is there another book inside of you waiting to come out? You sound like my mom, Marcella. You know, <laughs> actually, she asked me this week after I wrote the obituary and eulogy, she said, Julie, you will be give a disservice to this earth if you don't write your book. I'm like, I wrote three books, although they're work, work books. Um, I think so. I definitely have a fiction book in me. I just have to get clear. My grandfather, this is this is a Topic. I know that we're running on time here, but my grandfather, actually, he, back World War II, you hear all these stories, you know, he left the Gestapo, he, da, 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 he was trying to get people out of the Czech Republic, and he wrote a book called The Survivor, and it was edited way back when, it's like in a big folder, 300, 400 pages thick, and no one's read it, and I feel like that is something that I need to take on and rewrite in really elevate his legacy because the story is phenomenal. So the survivor. Wow. Well, I'm going to look forward to that. Just like I, I look forward to so many other authors, new works. <laughs> I have two more questions. My first one, and they're quick, you know, they should, they should be really quick. The first one is what is your writing kryptonite, Julie? Oh, dang. Um, my writing kryptonite is really it is like a flow from the universe. It just comes to me. I don't know if that makes sense to you. It's It just comes to me. I'm not sure if we've ever heard an answer like that before. It just comes to me. I mean, I can't force it, 
when I'm inspired, I write. And it's been like that since I was a little kid. I get an idea and I have to be inspired, but I can sit down. I could write a book in a weekend if I'm inspired. It might not be a good book, but I could write it. And it's because it's so in tune with who I am. So I know that's what, what was your best answer to that question before? Or, I feel or like memorable? that's the best answer for me right now. They're all really good. Um, I think I'm never going to forget that one. Besides hers, I think Rachel's was really good. Rachel Davidson's, which is the episode before uh, this one. And hers was uh, Disney was her kryptonite because she loves it so much that she gets distracted by it. But I thought that one was a great one too. So go ahead. Similar. It, it's like, you know, when you're, you're creating something, you just can't stop. And if someone gets in your way, you're just go away, be quiet, leave me alone. You know, because it, you just can't, <laughs> I can't explain it. It's, it's, and you know what my writing kryptonite, kryptonite is? My son, Benjamin, who's playing with a balloon and Hi, he, Benjamin. Wants, he, he doesn't, he wants to leave because mom's so annoying. <laughs> yes. The annoyance of a parent. We're just annoying, but yeah, we're annoying, but we're teaching our kids and they're I'm watching us. They're watching Mac. Um, okay. Let me talk to Luna. Let me ask her. <laughs> some point you're annoying once in your like many children you must have annoyed one of them oh, once. I, I, every single day every single day riley was home and i said something to me and then looked at me and said i can't tell if you're serious or not and that's something i've heard from every single one of them but okay but on to my next question more importantly is there a quote or something that <laughs> inspires you to continue doing what you're doing the easy part is writing the book the challenge is keeping it alive and that's where I like to swoop in and be the superwoman to helping all these authors and creatives who just want to keep their passion, the essence of who they are alive. I think that's a, that's a wonderful quote, you know, and I think that's a, a great way to, to end the show. And, you know, I want to thank Julie for being a guest on our show today and sharing her story and her knowledge of being a, a publisher and everyone has to go out. They have to find the book, Bookcasters, an author's guide to writing a best-selling book. Look her up. Listen to her on her podcasts, Obsessed, as well as Media Casters podcast. And join the community because that's what we want to do. So, Jules, the floor is yours. Please tell everyone where they can find you online, any special events you're participating in, or anything you'd like to just close out the show with. I want to say I'm obsessed with Maccabee and Marcella. So they're amazing. You know, reach out to them. And if you want to learn more about me, I'm sure the links will be in the show notes. We're doing a lot of different things, really helping to elevate creatives. But you just remember, Maccabee and Marcella, that you are making a difference with every podcast. You are helping these human beings these authors and you guys can't see us, but I have been like dancing around and trying to get them off their game, being a goofball because podcasting is very like normal to me and I'm not nervous doing it, but they're the best. These two brother and sister of books and I'm just honored to be here. So thank you so much. This is why we love her because she, she's yeah. so inspiring and everything. I said and it before. She's the most fabulous person I know. Am I going to hear right, you guys uh, rumble at the very end? <laughs> we, were, we were doing that earlier. I guess you didn't notice. It was kind of low-key yeah. throwing shade at each other. 
That's usually how it is. It's yeah, so, we, we it's just so loving, though. And it's not uncomfortable, <laughs> by the way. Like, I don't get really uncomfortable. <laughs> well, that's good. All right, Marcella, final thoughts. I already know what you think about her, but go ahead. I think she's fabulous. She is, um, like I said, uh, she's my idol. This week, she's my idol. This yeah. week. <laughs> I bounce back well, and forth. I fangirl on some people, but this week, she's my idol. Well, that's true. Yeah, because we've got so many wonderful people that come on here, and they've shared their stories and and opened our eyes to a variety of different things and different uh, book styles and storytelling styles and all this other stuff. But I really wanted to, I really thought it was great to actually have an actual publisher on the show because it gives a, the, the community, the growing community that we have um, a chance to actually get their, a personal look at someone who's actually in the game of, publishing people's stories and you know like i said like she said i should say the information from her links uh you know you can catch her as not only the publisher a podcaster uh, a attorney uh, just all these she's got her fingers in so many things it's not even funny you know that's why i was just calling her that's why i was calling her the a publishing coach because that's exactly what she does go find her online we'll put the uh, information in the description and throw a lot of questions at her because I'm sure she'll be happy to actually just answer them. And because I know I'm going to be doing that. I know Marcella has been doing that, but I digress. So as we say every week on this show, keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's Video On Demand and Livestream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.